Happy Christmas. This morning, I want to tell you three true accounts of rescue, okay? Starting small and then getting a bit bigger until we get to the greatest rescue of all time. The first two rescues happened recently right here in Reading. And the first rescue involved our cat, Domino, okay? He's called Domino because of the spots on his side you can see there. His favourite thing to do is sit in a cardboard box um, uh, or sit on a piece of paper and, uh, and he likes sleeping in bed with us. And we've tried to teach him some tricks, but it's quite hard, but we're working on it. Anyway, we all love Domino very much and his routine is like clockwork. Every morning when I come down, I feed him and every night he wants food and, and that's his day basically and he's there without fail, except he wasn't. And I didn't row too much because sometimes he kills a bird or a squirrel and eats that, so he's a bit full, so it's all right. But then he didn't come the next day. And the next day, we started to get worried. So we made some posters and we put them up on lampposts around where we live. And we then, he still didn't come home and no one said they'd seen him. So we joined a Facebook group called I've Lost My Cat. Uh, but nothing happened because of that. And then a neighbour had taken a photo of him sitting in the window of a house uh, and she thought it was him and it was him. But there was a problem. This house was an, is an Airbnb house and nobody was staying there. So we went on the Airbnb website and uh, we looked up, if you're experiencing an emergency, you can ring this number, which is in America. So I did. <laughs> and I had this American voice, sounding quite tired, saying, hello, can I help you? And I was like, yes, we have an emergency. Our cat is stuck in the Airbnb. And there was this really long silence. She was like, what? And I had to explain it again. And then she said, let me just talk to my manager. And then she said, we don't class that as an emergency. I'm afraid you're going to have to contact the owner of the Airbnb. But the only way you can contact the owner of the Airbnb is by booking on the Airbnb and paying a deposit. Now, we love our cat very much, but we weren't prepared to pay a deposit on an Airbnb just to contact the owner to rescue him. But thankfully, my wife realised that the Airbnb was run by another company. We looked up that company. We rang up the area manager, and thankfully, she was a cat lover. So she drove all the way from her house, somewhere in Berkshire, and unlocked the door for us, and we rescued Domino, the cat. <laughs> he was very thin, but my wife and daughter had been putting pieces of ham through the letterbox, so he had enough to eat, so he was all right. That was the first rescue, okay? Big for us, but not very big on the grand scheme of things. But the next rescue, which happened in Reading last month, was a lot bigger and a lot more dramatic. Does anyone recognise this picture? Yeah, I think you're nodding. Yeah? It was that fire, wasn't it, um, in Station Hill, the new development. Um, and, and actually, um, you could see it from this church in the north end up the top. You could see the smoke um, billowing. And it was the scene of an amazing rescue. Because a construction worker was trapped at the top of the building. You can see on that left-hand picture where the, where the fire is and the smoke is, he was trapped there. But crane operator Glenn Edwards, he was operating the crane at the time. It had a skip on it. He quickly uncoupled the skip and put a cage on it 
and then winched the cage up and rescued him. And it was amazing. And uh, maybe you saw it, it went viral. There were videos like this from people who'd filmed it. Um, it made the national and international news, actually, incredibly. Um, and it was all possible because Glenn Edwards, the crane operator, was able and willing to do the rescue. He was able, because he was a skilled crane operator, he, he knew how to work the crane. Uh, not everyone can do that, can they? Very few people, in fact. And he was willing, he took the initiative, he performed the rescue, and despite it being quite windy, apparently, and there being a lot of risks, it was a great rescue. Perhaps the greatest rescue in Reading this year. But Christmas is all about a greater rescue. In fact, Christmas is about the greatest rescue of all time. And the rescuer wasn't a crane operator. It was a baby in a manger in Bethlehem. The Christ child, the baby born of Mary, was in fact a rescuer, the greatest rescuer, and he had come from heaven to earth to perform the greatest rescue of all time. We read about it um, in the passage that Isaac read earlier. Verse 21, Mary will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save or rescue his people from their sins. So this verse tells us who the rescuer is, Jesus. But it also tells us who he came to rescue and from what he came to rescue his people, the people he loved, the people he cared for, us, you, me. Jesus' mission was to rescue his people. But what do we need saving or rescuing from? Well, the verse tells us right at the end, he will save or rescue his people from their sins. What is sin? Why do we need rescuing from it? Well, the Bible says that sin is the many things we do and keep on doing that God is not happy about. So sin is when we decide to do things our own way, without reference to God, just to live um, without taking notice of him, without considering what he might think about our conduct and how we're living. Sin is, is ignoring God, holding him at arm's length, deciding to disobey him. It's defying him, rebelling against him. And sin is this attitude that we all have in our hearts which causes us to do wrong things. Things like cheating, breaking promises, lying, stealing, hating, being selfish, being arrogant and so on and so on. Sin is the attitude in our heart that causes us to do things like that. Everyone sins, everyone has that attitude in their heart. And here's the thing, God takes sin seriously. It's not hard to see why is it. Sin is so destructive. Sin is so damaging. Sin ruins things. Sin harms people. So God takes it seriously. He can't just ignore it or pretend everything's okay, sweep it under the carpet of the universe, pretend it isn't happening. He must deal with it. And sin must be punished. Sinners must receive the consequence of their sins. And the consequence of our sin is, is being punished by being separated from God forever after we die. That's what the Bible says the punishment is. But here's the thing. 
Jesus came to rescue us. And he doesn't want... You see, sometimes maybe we think, oh, God just, God just kind of is vindictive and just wants us all, to punish us all. But he doesn't. He doesn't want anyone to be separated from him. He wants to have a relationship with us. Because he loves us and he cares for us. And that's why he sent Jesus. That is the good news of Christmas. That's why we gathered here this morning. That's why we sing the carols. That's why the angels sang and rejoiced. A rescuer has come. And Jesus, the rescuer, was willing and was able to rescue us. He was willing to come down from heaven to earth, to be born in a smelly stable and live amongst sinful people. Must have been such a shock having lived in total purity and sinlessness in heaven. But he was willing to do that. He was willing to grow up and then suffer terribly and die on the cross in great pain in order to save us. He was willing to do that because he loves us. And he is able. He may have been willing, but what if he wasn't able, but he was because he is both God and human. So as human, he was able to rescue us because he's our representative. As God, he's able to rescue us because he was able to take the eternal punishment for everyone on himself when he died on the cross. He was able to take that, to absorb that as God. How did he rescue us? It was a swap a great exchange. He, he traded places with us. He took the punishment we deserve by being crucified. He was innocent. He hadn't done anything wrong. He didn't have sin in his heart because he was God as well as being human. But he was willing to suffer for the guilty to take the punishment we deserve in our place. And that, as we learned yesterday when Paul preached, that is love and that is the highest, greatest truest, noblest form of love. Because it's sacrificial love. It's love that doesn't just say, oh, I love you. It's love that says, I love you so much, I'm prepared to suffer for you. I'm prepared even to die for you. That's the amazing thing about Christmas. Jesus came down, born of a baby, knowing that it would cost him great suffering in his life. So where does that leave us? What do we need to do in response? Well, like that man stuck on top of that burning building in Station Hill, we need to admit we're in trouble and accept the rescue. That's what we need to do. That man knew that he was in trouble, didn't he? He knew that he needed to be rescued, and so he accepted that cage that was winched up by crane operator Glenn Edwards. We need to admit that we're in trouble. We need to admit that we have sinned and our sin brings serious consequences. And then we need to accept the rescue that God has offered us by sending Jesus. How do we accept that? It's by trusting in Jesus. It's by saying, yes, Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner, but I realise you want to rescue me. I accept you dying in my place on the cross for me. So what will you do this Christmas time? How will you respond to the greatest rescue the world has ever seen? Will you trust in Jesus? Will you do that today? Perhaps you're thinking, I'm not ready because I have a few questions 
I want to trust in Jesus, but I need to just examine more. If you're not ready, what I want to say to you is don't do nothing. Go the next step. Examine the facts. Think through the Christmas story in more detail. And I recommend these books. They're down there on that table. They're all free. Christmas Uncut, if you want to dig deeper, find out what really happened and why it matters. And then one called Is Christmas Unbelievable? For the sceptics who think, oh, it's just a load of um, make-believe and so on, reasons why we can actually believe the Christmas story and Christianity as well. And there's some other things on the table too, some other booklets. They're all very short, very readable. They're all free. Please do take one for yourself or take some to give away to someone who you might think would benefit. So that's it. Three rescues, starting off with a very small one and ending with the greatest rescue the world has ever seen. How will you respond to the rescuer, the Lord Jesus, who came from heaven to earth? God bless you all. Thank you so much for being here this Christmas morning. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. We're just going to sing a couple more carols now to end our service. So please stand and we'll sing together.